Hello, welcome to another Good News Show with your host, Danielle Smith. If you want to be featured on Good News, make sure you send me your bio and contact information at tvradiodiva at gmail.com. We'll get you on and let America know how you're making a positive impact in your community. On today's Good News Show, I'm speaking with Ola Bemisola. Uh, Rude Perkovich. She's an author of several children's books, including Operation Sisterhood, It Doesn't Take a Genius, Eighth Grade Superhero, um, Saving Earth, Climate Change, and the Fight for Our Future, a Junior Library Guild uh, selection. Someday is Now. Uh, that's about Clara Ruper and the 1958 Oklahoma City sit-ins. May Makes a Way, the true story of May Reeves, hat and history maker. And I can go on and on and on with all the other wonderful books that she has. I do have some questions related to some of those books. Hopefully we'll get to those questions today. Uh, but welcome to Good News. How are you doing today? Thank you so much, Danielle. I'm doing well. I'm very, very happy to be here with you. Good. Now, of course, you could have written any other type of books, but you chose to write children's books. So I have to ask, what has inspired you to write children's books? You know, I grew up um, always being the new kid. I moved a lot in my childhood um, and I kind of come from a legacy of moving. My parents were both immigrants. My mom was from Jamaica. Uh, my dad is from Nigeria. Uh, I was born in New York and then we just moved all over the place. So I was in a different school for every grade. Um, I grew up in a kind of strict home where I was not allowed to watch a lot of television. My sister and I could not watch much TV at all. A little PBS. <laughs> and um, I had books and stories. And so we had a lot of stories at home from my parents, my grandparents about um, back home. Like they would tell us about back home. We would always ask for more stories about back home or what was it like? And what was it like coming here? And then we had, my family was very big on books and reading and going to the library where we could take out as many books as we wanted. And it felt like such a, such a treat and such a gift to just like, oh, I could just come in here and get all of these different stories. And because I wasn't allowed to watch television, I would write. So I would go to school and my friends would be talking about the shows that they watched and things that they saw. And I would just kind of nod and pretend I knew what they were talking about. And I would go home and write little stories about what they said and make little books for my sister. So I was always writing and the books were like my friends because I was shy mm -hmm. and it was a struggle to kind of go to all these different schools. And the books were like that constant for me. And they kind of helped me work things out for myself, sort of think about what was going on in the world around me. And the, that has always stayed with me. So I always knew from a pretty young age that I wanted to write to sort of give that same gift to kids. I hope. Oli Bimashola. All right. I see you smiling. That means I said it right. <laughs> Why is important to write with hope? Oh, you know, I think it's more than even just sort of having a good feeling. It for me, writing with hope is about understanding where you came from, what the people that have come before you have done and created and the gifts that the blessings that you've gotten from that and then being able to share those blessings and pass them on giving that kind of hope is about gratitude um it's about progress it's about um taking whatever 
comes at us, whatever we have, and making it into something for not just for ourselves, for our community, for future generations. Um, I can't, I can't imagine not writing with hope. I can't imagine not living with hope. Yes, yes, yes. Good, good. Now, The Sun Does Shine, Young Readers Edition. Um, The individual that you wrote and wrote the book with, Anthony Ray Hinton. Um, I saw this in your bio. And of course, me being a journalist, I went online and Googled the story and saw that he had did an um, interview with Gail King. And then they had a uh, um, they had a little um, video on there with Oprah that came on and she yeah. congratulated him on his success. So I have to ask, of course, um, for you to tell the audience about the book. I, I do know what the book is about, but would you tell the audience a little bit about the book and then how you got the opportunity to write? And uh, you did some illustration on the book with Anthony Ray Hinton. Sure. So Mr. Hinton spent 30 years on death row um, for a crime that he did not commit, uh, for supposedly two murders um, that he did not commit. And I just, his story is so powerful and so moving. And talk about living with hope. I do not know if I could have the kind of hope and the kind of faith that sustained him through those 30 years. And then to come out of prison with the help of Brian Stevenson and the Equal Justice Initiative, to come out and use his time now to try and help other people. And with this, um, so he wrote this memoir, The Sun Does Shine, that was published a few years ago for adults. And he decided that he, he, he goes around and speaks to children at schools and He's an incredible speaker. Before I even um, got the opportunity to work on this book, he actually spoke at my daughter's high school and she came home and was just raving about Mr. Hinton and this incredible speaker, the favorite speaker she had ever had. So it was like when she found out a couple of years later that I was working on this book, it was, I think, more than anything that I've ever worked on. It was just she was just like, wow, mom, like that's a big deal. (laughs) Yes, Um, it is. Yes, it is. And so um, the pub- he and the publisher talked about doing a young reader's edition of the memoir. And I had worked on, well, Someday is Now, the Clara Looper uh, biography about her time um, uh, coordinating sit-ins with young people in the late 50s and early 60s. And I had worked on some other nonfiction projects with this same publisher. And so they brought me in and I had a, this was during the pandemic. So I spoke with uh, Mr. Hinton over Zoom and just talked about sort of our shared feelings around the criminal justice system, around incarceration, around um, capital punishment, and um, how for this edition, my focus was really to, to share that this is something that didn't just happen to one man. Yes, this, yes. Is, this is a systemic thing, that this is something that everything needs to change. It's not just like, it wasn't like a mistake that just kind of happened. It was designed to happen the way that it did to him and happens to so many other people, particularly Black people in this system. And so I tried to share not just his story in the memoir, but also some history and some facts about how the system was created, um, what work, like how juries are set up and what works, what is designed to work against us from the start. And Mr. Hinton, his story is a, it's a hard story. It's a, it's a painful and challenging story, but it also is a hopeful story because 
you do see someone that went through all of this. And as he always says, he, they stole 30 years from him. They stole a lot from him, but he will not let them steal his joy. He will not let them steal his purpose and his sense of purpose to help young people and to help other people change the system and do better. Yeah. And it's sad because that's 30 years. You can't get back. His mother passed while he was in prison and they were so close and the fact that he wasn't able to, to, to be with her, all, to go to her funeral, all of that, like the, the pain of that is immeasurable. Well, the sun does shine. So um, by the end of the interview, or I can ask you now, where can our audience get a copy of your books? Sure. So you can find my books anywhere books are sold. Um, so you can order them online um, through bookshop.org, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Go to your local bookshop. I, I definitely support going to your local independent bookstore. Um, anywhere books are sold, you can find any of my titles. Okay, good. Um, so tell us briefly about Saving Earth, Climate Change, the Fight for Our Future. Sure. So Saving Earth um, is inspired by a, another adult book that was called Losing Earth. And um, the publisher wanted, again, to do something for young people. And so what I wanted to do, um, Losing Earth was very much focused on two men um, through the 70s and the 80s who had been working on the climate crisis and doing research and trying to focus on their activism. It was two, two white men. And so what I wanted to do was show young people that there have been Black people and other people of color for decades working on environmental justice, working on the climate crisis, doing this work all along, and their stories are not usually amplified. Their stories are not usually shared. Um, And young people of color, young Black people um, around the world have been doing this work for years and years and years. So that was really my focus, to share that and to sort of say, we are in a, we're in a, we're not in a great situation right now when it comes to the climate crisis, but there is still hope. There is something that we can still do. And um, if we think about sort of not just ourselves and individual things, but just about our, our culture and who we want to be as a people to sort of start thinking about it from there to make change. Now, you've written several children's books. And of course, I didn't name them all because there's so many. Um, but what's your next children's book that you're working on? Sure. So right, right now I am working on Operation Sisterhood 2. Um, Operation Sisterhood came out uh, just a few months ago, and that's a novel, a middle grade novel, um, and it is a story about four sisters um, who live in New York City, in Harlem. Uh, they are homeschooled, uh, they are a band, and they try and start this musical babysitting business, and the focus is on one of the sisters named Bo, who is new to the family, and she's always lived with her mom and a kind of quiet nice life. She's very organized. She knows how she wants things and she knows how she feels things should be. And so she comes into this new situation with this family where they seem kind of wacky. They're a little bit all over the place. She doesn't even understand the whole homeschooling thing. Like she's, it's just nothing she's used to. So she has to learn 
where to be flexible and also where to set boundaries. Like there's some things that her mom wants for her that may not be right for her. That may just really be more about her mom. And so she has to learn how to communicate with her mom effectively and respectfully and lovingly and understand like where her mom is coming from too. And so um, in the second book that I'm working on now, Operation Sisterhood, they Operation Sisterhood 2, they're um, trying to put on a show in their community and they're collecting stories from their community members and from elders and from different people and seeing if they can make that into a play. Nice, nice. Very nice. Now I'm at quarter after. And like I said, I know you have another event, so I don't want to keep you long. Is there more that you want to add or is there something else that I should have asked you? Um, I'm just having so much fun in this conversation. <laughs> um, so let's see, what else am I working on? I have um, a novel uh, coming out, I think late uh, next spring uh, called You're Breaking My Heart. Okay. Uh, about a girl who is trying to process grief and guilt that she feels like she has around her brother's death. And, and then I'm working on some, I can read, easy readers um, called Makeda Makes. And it's about a little girl who loves to make things. Sometimes she doesn't quite know what she's doing. So she gets herself into some little fun situations and her family and friends help her out. That one's a lot of fun for me to work on. Now uh, you, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, go, no, ahead. go ahead. Now I was going to say that you mentioned, you said you have a daughter. So do you do any of your writing around the, uh, your children or your daughter? Yes, I think a lot of my daughter's experiences go into my stories. And my, it's funny, my daughter, um, she reads a lot for me. She's actually a very good, she doesn't want to be an editor, but she could be an editor. Okay. Um, <laughs> she, so she'll give me very good notes. She actually contributed to an anthology herself called Recognize, um, an anthology of Black life. So she, she'll give me honest opinions. Like, I don't know, mom, this, this sounds more like you than uh, the actual kid yeah. in the book. <laughs> so um, I do write a lot about, and I've worked a lot with young people in youth development and in literacy. And so I put all those experiences over the years into my stories. Okay, good. I got your picture on my cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was great to talk with you. Lastly, I'll ask you, where can our audience find you on social media? Sure. So I know I have a long name, but I am on Instagram at my full name, Olubemisola Rude Perkovich, um, and on Twitter at Olubemisola. And if you put one of my book titles in, you will come to my name. So Operation Sisterhood, The Sun Does Shine, Saving Earth, any of my titles, put that in and you'll find my whole name. All right. Well, we have you and I am following you on Instagram. Yes, I'm following yes, you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Ole Bimishola Rude Perkovich. It was a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you so much. It was a joy. I had so much fun, Danielle. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's keep in touch when you have more time and maybe we can talk again. Yes, please. I would love that. Thank you. Yes, let's keep in touch. God bless you. God bless. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Have a blessed day. You too. God bless you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another Good News Show with your host, Danielle Smith. If you want to be featured on Good News, make sure you send me your bio and contact information to TV Radio Diva at Gmail. Dot com. Also follow me on Twitter at prettyblue73 and Instagram Danielle M. Smith 73 and we also have a fan page on Facebook which is Good News WGBN.
Also, check me out on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash Danielle dash M dash Smith. And you can check me out on my website. I also got a website. I finally got a website together. It's DanielleMSmith.com. Well, Lord willing, I will talk with y'all next week. Have a blessed day. Bye.